1: we began that last song and I wasn't aware that that was the last song the Lord I was worshipping and this might seem simplistic but this is what he showed me we were created in his image put your arms out you are a cross it cannot be denied what does it look like when Jesus walks into the room And he showed me this before we sang this song. Before these words. We're created in him. In his image. We are walking. Representations. We are literally his feet. We are literally his hands. And as we are connected to him. Our arms go out and around. We come to the cross as we are. We come to the cross, and we bring ourselves, and we bring all of our failure and all of our mess, and, and he wraps our, his arms around us. Saints, there is a world out there, and they are a mess. God, they're shooting each other. They're shooting themselves. They're hurting. They're attacking us, and we have got... We have got to be Jesus to them. We have got to be Jesus to them. Because they will not see him any other way. And where there is death, he brings life. And where there is hate, he brings love. And my mess is no better than their mess. It's just that I met my Savior. And he has taken that mess. Oh, and he he's given me beauty for ashes and he'll give you beauty for ashes and his heart is to give them beauty for ashes Thank
2: the bible says faith hope love these three but the greatest of these is love. You see, God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave us Jesus. He gave us Jesus. And why did Jesus come? To bring us life and to bring it more abundantly. And the lyrics of that song and what Liz said is the word for us this morning. Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything. Come on, church. Jesus changes everything. When He walks into the room, He changes everything when we accept Him into our life as our Lord and Savior, He changes everything. He changes everything. The power of sin is broken because of Jesus. We can be healed because of Jesus. The dead are raised to life because of Jesus. Can we just sing that one more time? Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything. Church, just worship this morning.
0: Lift your hands up this morning.
2: If you need more of Jesus in your life, He's available this morning. He's available this morning. And He changes everything. Church, He changes everything. Everything. Come on, church. He changes everything. Oh, we worship You, Father. We worship You, Father. Oh, You change everything. You change everything. Father, we are new creations in You. Father, we are forgiven of all of our sins and washed in Your blood. Father, You deliver us from the power of darkness. And Father, this morning You are translating us into Your kingdom. Father, we are redeemed from the curse of sickness and poverty and sin, and we are alive to You this morning. Thank You, Father. Oh, we are joint heirs with Christ. And we are more than conquerors. Father, we are your ambassadors this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your love. And thank you for Jesus. And we love you this morning. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. We worship you this morning. Just raise your hands, church. Let's finish this time of worship. Father, thank you. Thank you that you change everything through your son, Jesus. Thank you that we can speak that wonderful, beautiful name over every situation in our life. And sometimes we don't know how to pray, sometimes we don't know what to say, but there's only one thing we have to remember, and it's Jesus. Whatever situations represented here, this morning, Jesus. Whatever hurt, whatever pain, whatever challenge, whatever problem, Jesus. Jesus. And as we speak that name, chains are broken and lives are healed. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus, you change everything. You change everything. And we thank you for who you are. We lift our cares and concerns to you. And we worship you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, give him a round of applause. God is so good. Turn around and say, Jesus is alive. Good morning, church. How are we doing this morning? Amen. We are well. God is raining down on in here, is he not? It's raining outside. Well, it's raining in here too. <laughs> That's right. It's raining. It's raining. Well, guys, this morning we have a little bit different format for you this morning. I'm just going to do a quick announcement and then I'm going to move into offering um, and we have a, we're, this is Generations Commitment Sunday, and so we're going to do these at the end. So as we pass the offering buckets around now, uh, please hold those. I know many have already put their commitments in, and we thank you for that. And we'll get more to that in a little bit. Uh, that's kind of we're going to do that towards the end of service. So this morning, uh, what we're going to do is just regular offering right now. So ushers, if you want to get ready uh, to wait on the people, if you need a bulletin or if you need an offering envelope, just slip your hand up. Uh, the ushers will be around to serve you here in a minute. And I really just have two things for you, um, two quick announcements. Number one, I had the privilege yesterday of getting to do a wedding ceremony with Caleb and Carly Johnson. So they did an amazing time, great announcement. Uh, what a praise report. It was just a wonderful time. And I say that because when you're filling out your connection cards... And we love when you put your prayer requests on there, and we love that. We want to see some praise reports on there as well. And I want you to turn those in today. And I say that because we have been talking and preaching about God doing miracles in your life. And I know that he's doing miracles. And we want to see those miracles. We want to rejoice with you. We want to celebrate with you. And we're probably going to read a couple of them. We can leave the names out if we want to leave the names out. But we just want to just rejoice with you because we know God is doing miracles uh, in this church and in this city and in this area. So we're excited about that. So when you do fill out your connection card and slip it in, put a couple praise reports on there for us today, okay? That'd be great. All right, let's go to offering. Continue to worship the Lord with our offering. The scripture that God had given me this this morning on this is 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. I'm going to read uh, through verse 8. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Church, let's be cheerful givers. It's all his anyway. And when we do that, what happens? God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So that you, always having all sufficiency in all things. All sufficiency in all things. And that you may have abundance for every good work. Abundance of every good work. The law of sowing and reaping. It's abundant, all sufficiency in all things. So, Father, as we come and continue to worship you with our tithes and offerings this morning, Lord, I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. You are more than enough. You change everything. You're changing now every financial situation in this church. You're changing now relationship situations in this church. You are changing now physical situations in this church. And Father, we speak your name, your beautiful, beautiful name that you've given us in your Son, Jesus. For you truly do change everything. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pam, you were not expecting me to do this, but if you could grab the microphone real quick. We have a special, ushers, you can wait on the people. We have a special offertory song this morning, and it is is it. It is called It Is Well. And before, before we sing this song, this song, It Is Well, has just been a theme song for this past month and a half. And I was like, I need to share the testimony of what It Is Well meant. I was like, wait a second. I think somebody else is better suited to share the testimony. I of
3: thought what you were going well to ask me to sing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's a step of faith. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, I mean, if you want,
2: but I'm just thinking, just give us a little bit of a okay. background story of it as well before we sing it collectively.
3: It, When this challenge started, I stood there and I, it was completely empty and i'm watching medical science not helping my husband and i'm all the money in the world wasn't going to raise him up the only thing i had was jesus and the only thing i had was praise and i had played my spotify over and over but i picked this one song this is our theme song for victory for recovery and it is called It as Well. And then here comes the band. And it was the theme song for the band update. Only God knew that. And I played it over and over. And on, there was one night, it was three o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday morning. And I put together a victory list. These songs. Were victory. And there were just six songs. And I played them over and over. And at three o'clock in the morning, I have my hand raised in one hand and I'm holding his hand. And the song, It Is Well, comes on. And he moves. His leg moves for the first time. And I look at him and he turned and he looked at me with eyes. And it was like, You're in there. So, this song is our victory song. Amen.
4: That's our testimony this morning. Amen. It is well with our soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. I thank God for Jesus, and I thank God for a godly wife that knows how to pray. Amen. And uh, I thank God to be here with each and every one of you today. It's just a, a privilege to uh, worship together, and just to honor God. And what a sweet sense of His presence here among us as we just just worship Him simply. And So let's pray. Father, we, we thank You today, God, that uh, You are going before us. Father, that You're always, You, Jesus said, I work, and my Father is working all the time. So, Lord, we're just, we're just keeping up with you, Lord. That's, that's why it's important that our hearts stay engaged and that, uh, Lord, we just stay fresh and full of life and full of vitality and full of the Holy Ghost and power, Lord, so we can, we can maintain pace with you because you're always going about doing wonders and you're always going about bringing life into situations that you are invited into. And so, Lord, today as we assemble, Lord, we we thank you that you're here. You're bringing life and hope and health and victory. Father, realigning our thinking, putting things in right perspective. Father, giving us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so we see things from heaven's perspective father we see things from a higher perspective so lord thank you for doing that today thank you lord for the privilege of just being able to address our congregation this morning and father we give you the praise and all the glory and honor for that in jesus name everyone said amen amen Amen. praise god hallelujah did you have anything all right well this morning it's, uh, we're wrapping up our generations, so I want to talk a little bit about that with you, and then uh, we've got some exciting things we also want to share with you this morning. But as Pastor Jason mentioned, that, uh, that this is the, the wrap-up for our generations. And generation, what, it, what is generations? Generations is really, uh, it's completing the vision completing the vision. And you know the Bible tells us that uh, in Proverbs 29:18 that where there is no vision people perish. And aren't you glad that God has given us a vision for this life and in this life? You know that's why so many people are are aimless and purposeless and hopeless. And, you know, don't know how to deal with the difficult seasons and the difficult things that come at them in life. Uh, it's because they don't, they don't see beyond the immediate. Um, and, the, and the Scripture says where there is no vision, but people are unrestrained. But, you know, one of the things that pulled us through our recent challenge is that we as a people... Had a vision, we have a vision of life. we have a vision you know of god's goodness uh, we have a We have a vision that Jesus is still going about doing miraculous deeds, and uh, i don 't know how many people have come up to me and said, You know, man we just we just were so thrilled and just so amazed to hear people of one mind and one voice speaking the same thing. And you know, that's what the Scripture tells us, that we would be of one mind, that we would be of one voice, you know, that we don't throw our hands up in despair. But we go through life with confidence, knowing that, that we're partnering with God. And generations is God's call to people of every generation to partner with him in growing his family. Now, you know, we we do what we call our annual Generations Stewardship Challenge, and we revisit what the vision is. We revisit, you know, what our purpose is. You know, we're here uh, to to be that voice to our community. We're here to to speak life and bring hope and we're here to strengthen people and uh, so, so we, get to, uh, uh, we get to be a part of what God is continuing to do in the earth. You know, God not just called us to be saved but he called us to partner with him in life and, you know, that's why his word is so important you know to us there are a lot of people that maybe they had an experience with God at some times and they know that they're saved but they don't understand the incredible call that that God has for them to partner with him in what he wants to do in the life of other people today and i could think of a couple of different examples of people who in their generation partnered with God. And the first one that came to mind was Abraham. Abraham was he was called to leave his home. Now God doesn't call everyone, you know, to do that, but he calls some to do that. He called us to do that. And uh you know, uh as I was in fact reviewing some of these scriptures, there was uh, one scripture that I looked at. I believe it's in Genesis 12:17 we were praying about whether we should go to Bible school or not. And um, Pam wasn't quite as convinced as I was at, at that point. <laughs> at the time, we were living way up in northern Maine, a place called Presque Isle, Maine. But um, we just knew that God had put his hand on our life. You know, you just know on the inside that God has called you for something, you know, for a higher purpose. You know, there's honor in every work that we do. In a, any job that you have, that you do for the glory of God, and, and you're a, a voice for God uh, to the people around you. You know, the many medical people that ministered to me in my recent challenge, you know, we got to be a, a witness to them. And there's certainly honor in, in what they do. But we just knew that God had, he had a a purpose uh, that was not according to what our plan was for our life. And you just know on the inside. And God had said to Abraham, he said, leave your native country and your relatives and your father's family. And go to the land that I will show you and I'll make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. You will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who treat you with contempt, and all the families on earth will be blessed through you. So can you imagine? This This was God's call on Abram's life, and he said, yes, Lord, I'll do it. And I can't imagine what a scary thing that was for them to move to a completely uh, unfamiliar area, living in tents. Can you imagine, you know, living in tents, you know? And uh, and just seeing God, you know, and they were not perfect. They made some mistakes along the way. You know, you don't have to be perfect to serve God. You just have to have a willing heart. Amen? Right. Because, you know, we'd be, we might as well step down, Right because we'd be certainly disqualified. But what God is looking for is people of a willing heart. People that say, "Here I am, Lord, use me." And for Abram, it was a matter of, you know, leaving his his home, what was familiar, going to an area that was totally new, totally unfamiliar to them. In every generation, God calls us to sort of step out of our boat you know the scripture tells us that he that he saved us with a holy calling so God saves us not just that we would sit on the shelf but God saves us so that we partner with him in reaching other people because God's heart is big amen I love what Liz shared this morning what a beautiful picture that is you know of us as human beings when we put our arms out it's a picture of the cross it's, it's a picture of you know and our arms you know can embrace and draw people toward our bosom what an amazing picture that is of, of what the cross is all about and what God has done so that's God's heart And then I thought, you know, I thought, who else, you know, had a a call in their generation? And I thought about Mary, young Mary, probably 12, maybe 13 years old. And God called her to something bold and unfamiliar. Here's what Mary says in Luke 138. She says, behold the hand or the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me. According to your word, I mean, God had just shared some pretty scary stuff with her. You're going to get pregnant, but you're not going to. It's not going to be through a relation with a man. You're going to. You're going to bear in your womb the son of God. I mean, it, can you imagine? You know, a young girl, twelve or thirteen years old, but she says. She said, "Let it be to me, according to your word." She said, "Lord, let let I'm open," and that was what's so 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 beautiful about our worship this morning. Where, you know, and I love worship. Really, is intended to us for us to open our hearts, so we can we can embrace God, we can love Him, and we can receive all that He has in our life and so so she took a bold step she said let it be unto me I don't understand it all I don't have it all figured out you know a lot of times we think I gotta have I gotta have everything figured out and I gotta know you know alpha to omega know the beginning from the end but no God just says I want you just to trust me I want you to trust me and sometimes people say, well, you know, those were those were Bible times, but how many of you know this is Bible time? You know, we read these stories and we think, well, that was something. That was those were unique times. No, 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 no. God's word is alive. You and I are called to supernatural lives. That's a life of faith. It's a life of obedience. And it's a life that launches us beyond our natural limitations. I'm so glad that, you know, that we had teachers that helped to instruct us and teach us to depend upon God. To know that even in the midst of a hard and difficult time, God is faithful and unchanging. And, and Jesus says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you and and so we're called to live a supernatural life a life that lifts us beyond our natural limitations and you know having lived that way for a while i can't imagine going back and living any other way can you imagine you face a difficult time and you start biting your you know your nails you throw your hands up in the air what are we going to do now aren't you glad that that we can, we can, we have a present help, an ever-present help, the Lord. And just as God called Abraham, or, you know, fast forward, young Mary, the Bible says that God has called each and every one of us. I love this. Uh, in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Let me read it. It says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who were not a people, but you now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Man, that's so powerful. He, he's reminding us that, listen, you read these stories and you read these amazing things and things I did in, in the lives of these people. Hey, but you're no different. You're a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy. You're His own special people. Now here's the part that I like: that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness. And I looked up that word "proclaim," and here's what it means: it means to publish, it means to celebrate, it means to show it forth. So God, God wants us doing like what we've already been doing today. We're talking about it. We're, we're, we're making mention of it. And I wrote down some of the ways that we as a church and we as a people of God are called to proclaim like what he says here that, that we might proclaim the praises of him, of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're Life is no longer to be a dark place. Aren't you glad for that today? Amen? Someone says, how are you doing today? I'm a blessed man. We're not to live in darkness anymore. Amen? We're not to live in fear anymore. We're not to live in doubt and uncertainty any longer. We don't live in question as to... If God is good or not. He is good and he does good. And he answers prayer. Hallelujah. I'm glad I have people on my team that believe that. They didn't begin to scratch their head and go, "Well, I wonder if God's trying to tell us something here." You know, I wonder if he's I wonder if his time is up. No. No. No, my wife wouldn't. She wasn't about to let me go. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So let me let me tell you some of the ways that we proclaim. That we proclaim. Number one, we proclaim his praises by saying, by saying, Psalm seventy-one, fourteen and fifteen. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness. And your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. So we're to talk about it. We're to tell other people about it. We're not to, we're not to feel like, well, we got to hide in the corners. Because you know, we're embarrassed or we're afraid. No, we are to be a light. And, and we are to tell others. Amen? We're to tell others. And we're to declare his salvation. And I like, I like this verse. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence whom he believed. God, this is my favorite verse, my, my favorite scripture today. God, who gives life to the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. I was dead and now I'm alive. I think Jesus said that. And the reason I can say it is because he did it first. (laughs) Amen. He did it first. He gives life to the dead. And listen. And he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So the way that we show and proclaim is by saying, talking about it. Telling other people. Making declarations. Aligning our word with His word, praise God, unashamedly, courageously, and boldly. Sometimes, you know, we're afraid and we shy and we pull back because we're afraid. We're not sure what the outcome is. Hey, the outcome, the outcome will line up with where we place our faith. So one of the ways that we proclaim it is by saying. A second way that we proclaim, um, or I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself is by singing is by singing did we have that up there yes is by is by singing praise god yes they will sing of the ways of the lord for great is the glory of the lord man i just love these new songs that we sang and you know they're just all based on the word of god i've been reading uh, a book as part of my rehabilitation time here by Brian Houston. It's called Live, Love, and Lead. And, you know, kind of the DNA of that whole Hillsong uh, church and that genre is just the amazing uh, music that comes out from, from that ministry. And they've really tapped into something with that because music resonates with everyone's heart. And it do, it incorporates all the thing that we're talking about here. You know, the, the saying and the declaring and the affirmation of, of the truths of God. So, we proclaim His praise by singing. We proclaim it by saying. And then the, the third way... Uh, is that we proclaim his praise by sowing. We proclaim his ways by sowing. Pastor Jason mentioned this verse this morning. I didn't even talk to him about this. But this is what generations is all about. You know God has. Uh, when we talk about generations. You know the reason that. Have you ever sat under a, a, an a amazing tree in the summertime. That provides all kinds of shade. And you just kind of sit under there and just enjoy the cool breeze that comes by and enjoy sitting under that tree. You know the reason you can enjoy that is because someone, maybe 50 years before, planted a seed. And because they planted that seed 50 years before, you know, you get to sit under that tree today. You get to enjoy that whole, that whole moment. And, you know, that's what God has called us to do. When we talk about generations, God has called us, you know, not only to be saved, but he's called us to show forth the praises, to say it, to sing it, to sow it, because we're planting seeds. We're planting seeds for the next generation. That is to come. I had a, a wonderful conversation. With uh, Bill Correll. Where's Bill? He's going to be back there somewhere. But he was telling me. You know. Uh, some of the history on this piece of property. And, and Paul Luciano. You know they've picked potatoes on here. And they've picked strawberries on here. And they've grown things on here. This, this piece of land. God has called to be a place. Where his light is shown forth. Where lives are changed. You know, just as in a natural, there were things planted on this ground. Spiritually, spiritually, there are things that have been planted at this place. Now, we're not the only ones that are are being a light. But yet, God has a special assignment. You know, God called a young couple from Presque Isle, Maine, via Tulsa, Oklahoma, to come here. And God has called many of us, and many, many of you were here even before us. But one of the ways that we're going to proclaim his praises is by sowing. He who, set, who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So let each one give his, as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a fearful giver.
0: No. no, that's not what it
4: says, right? God loves a what kind of giver? He loves a... Listen, you can't out-give God. You know, the safest thing that you can do is to, is to incorporate God's call and purpose and His vision. Make that part of your life. And that's what we ask our church family to do. You know, this piece of land that God has given us, these buildings, we want to retire the mortgage on this property. We want to be able, you know, there's more that we want to do. There's, there's you know, we want to be able to, to, you know, just make this the incredible place that God has called it to be. We want to be able to have the people here on staff that are able to, to do the things that God has called them to do. And the way that that happens is as we become a part of what God has done. Someone is sitting in the shade today. We're sitting in the shade today. Aren't you glad we have a roof over our head? And the reason we're able to do that is because someone planted before you and I were here. And the last way I want to talk about proclaiming His praise is by serving. And I want to ask if Pastor Jason and Liz will come up and join us here this morning. And uh, I don't know if we have, you want to sit? No, we don't have room to sit on all these chairs together. Okay.
1: <laughs> we'll stand with you.
4: This is a very, very exciting morning for us today. This, I thought about, this is the second time I've done this. I did this years ago in, Tulsa, or in, in Titusville. But, you know, next year will be our 30th year of being privileged to pastor this church. And God calls each and every one of us, if we're going to proclaim His praise, He calls us to do it by our serving. Now, every one of us are called to use the gifts that He's given. Let me read to you first peter 4:10 as each one has received a gift minister it one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of god god says use what i've given to you if you can if you can teach children if you can sing if you can do administrative things uh, if you can help in our school god, if that gift that god's put on the inside of you he put so that You can be a blessing. You can be part of the great things that he wants to do. But then he calls some, calls them out, like he called uh, the 12 apostles. He said, I'm calling you out from, you know, your life trade. I'm calling you to fulfill a higher and a bigger purpose. I'm calling you into a leadership position. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Not everybody. Everyone has a gift to minister to other people. But he he calls some to come and to full-time exercise that gift for his purposes for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Nineteen years ago, we sat in my office over at the Rose Center, and I was being interviewed by a young couple. <laughs> and I love it. When, when, you know, when new people come and they go, you know, we, wanna, we just want to interview It doesn't happen too often, but it happened with Jason and Liz Arkhaman. They said we just want to know your heart, Pastor. You know we're coming into this community, and uh, we want to, We just want to know before we join this chariot if this is the place that God has called at us called us to connect. And so when we were done our conversation, I think, I think we passed the test.
3: <laughs>
4: and I, you have watched them grow. You know, I have watched them grow. It has been a joy and a delight to see the gifts that God has put in them just develop and, and just, just shine forth brightly. And, um, you know, we had a plan. How many of you know, we don't ever try to catch up with the devil. No, the devil's always trying to catch up with us. Because we had a plan on October the 7th before my incident (laughs) that we were going to make a a big announcement to our church that after almost 30 years of our being in the lead pastoral position, it was time for us to hand that baton to another couple. Now we're not retiring, you know Uh, we're not uh, we're not leaving this church, but we're switching roles, we're switching roles, and I cannot tell you how filled with joy I am, and how grateful I am to Jesus for raising up this amazing young couple, amen, give them (laughs) a big hand I can't tell you what a blessing it has been to watch them grow, to watch them make decisions that have taken them out of their comfort zone, to leave a position that, let me tell you this, when our son had his computer business years ago, he was subcontracting for GE, and was it Jack Welch? was coming to town, and he was working with the, with the bigwigs at GE to do a presentation for, for the uh, leadership team at GE. And he came home and says, Mom and Dad, I can't tell you any details, but all I can tell you is GE has big plans for Jason. <laughs> I think God had bigger ones. But God had bigger ones. <clears throat> And they stepped away from that. They stepped away. They had a, hot, a beautiful home that they lived in, sold it, and moved into a mobile home. They have made decisions that have proved out their heart and their passion and their worthiness to, to step into this leadership role. And so, this is not a response to my recent challenges because, as I said, we planned on doing this on October the 7th. So, you know, the devil, he's just, now he's trying to figure out, oh, my God, what do I do now? (laughs) I've received a lot of uh, encouraging words from people. I received an email from a a man that we had met uh, sometime last year, and he sent me an email this week. He says, I want to encourage you because as I was working, the Lord took took me to the raising up of of Lazarus and began to show me that this passage is for you, Pastor Jim, in this season. The Lord said to me, he is raising you to a new level of anointing. He's calling to you just as Jesus called to Lazarus to come. He's called you to full health as the church has surrounded you with prayer. The prayer of the people have removed what the devil has meant for harm, just as Jesus told those at the grave to remove the grave clothes. The church is surrounding you with a new level of support, and God is raising up new leaders and equipping the saints for your new level of ministry. So, church, what I want to say to you, and this is what I intended to say on that announcement Sunday, that this is the time to rejoice. Amen. This is a time to rejoice. And I said that to Pastor Jason and Liz, and uh, that God had spoken that, and my heart is filled. I know, now we're still going to be part of this church, we'll probably travel some, but the senior pastoral lead role falls upon Pastor Jason And we know that the future of Erie Christian Fellowship is bright. We know know that we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And we know that our best days are ahead of us. And I want to ask you, I'm doing all the talking and the time is ticking. And I want to let you speak before we have a word of prayer with you this morning.
2: <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to cry this morning uh-huh. Guys, we are humbled We are honored And this is our church family You guys have been an amazing example to us And for 19 years When we came and sat in those two chairs right there We moved to Erie, newly married No children
4: <laughs> That's changed, <laughs> That's changed. <laughs> This is fertile ground
2: Yeah <clears throat> Talk about a step of faith, yeah? And who's sitting there now? The wards, oh my goodness. (laughs) And we sat there, and I know there were people praying for us. And we moved from downtown Erie to a house on 33rd Street. And the Jenkins family, who are on our financial board, they actually prayed and blessed our bed and our bedroom. On moving day. On moving day. Oh, they're even here. Oh, my goodness. Before we had any children. Okay, so you want looking oh, for man. prayers. Yeah. This is a church that prays and things happen. So, thank you. And we moved to that house on 33rd Street. And we started a small group. And there are two very important families that we met at that small group. And Nikki, Carell, and her family. are our family. You are our family. And Bree and Todd started coming to that small group. You are our family. And I could name nearly everybody in this church. You are our family. Mm -hmm. And we are humbled, and we are honored, and we are privileged to serve you and to give our lives for you in this church. Because God truly has called us Amen. to do this. Know that. And he is, he's given us words. He's given us visions. He's developed this vision in our hearts for a church and what it could look like and feel like. And I wrote it all down. I was like, wait a second. This is Erie Christian Fellowship Church. <laughs> we want to reach a million souls for Jesus Christ. And we want to see God's move, moving victoriously, miraculously in people's lives. Yes. And it was so clear to us and confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. Sometimes the Lord's like, hello, I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you something. And we are so excited and we're so looking forward to your next phase of ministry as well. It's going to be amazing and we're really, really excited. Yes. You have anything?
4: No. Yes. I
1: don't think I do. No. I
4: think think you've said it all. Well, We just want... You know we're gonna we will do a a more formal service where we we do transference and laying on of hands and and recognition and celebrate. So you know that that we're gonna work out sometime before the end of the year. We'll try to find a time when it doesn't snow. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know but this we just want our church family to know. That we're entering into a new season. This is a good thing. This is a God thing. This is a, this is a time to celebrate.
3: And it's been a directed thing. When we came here, you, the, there's a principle. You go where you're sent, and you stay where you're planted. So when we came here as these two little New Englanders, we were going to live and die mm-hmm. here in Erie. This was our commission and our post. And so with that mindset, through every season of ministry, we stayed here. But the last couple of years, actually it started about five years ago, when you walk with God, you hear his voice. And it was just like there's changes. There's things occurring. And we knew that this was coming. and And what we didn't know was the big event that was coming and it looked like it was a setback but throughout all of the word wherever the devil has a setback God uses it for a set up every single leader in the word Lazarus his resurrection became a platform to preach the gospel uh Uh, Joseph went into prison, and it was his platform. It was his stepping stone for a reigning that was unlike anything else. Paul was set into prison, and he could write the epistles. Wherever devil sets up a, a setback, God takes it and turns it to a set up. That's right. The only thing I know is This is the second time I have seen him raised. The first time was when he came to my dorm room to save me from the religious fanatics that I had gotten involved with. And he came. That didn't work. That didn't work. (laughs) And he got saved on my dorm room floor. And, man, he was flat out. And, and I said, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord gave me directions. And you know the story about the billboards. This is the second time. He's flat out. And the Lord spoke to me. Go. There's danger there. I have seen him raised. The first time was raised to the first phase of ministry. This Now we are entering a different phase. And we've known it for a while. And there's something that Brother Hagen taught us, and it always gave me the ooh. And I also heard Lester Summerall say it. He said, most ministers never even enter into their first phase of ministry. He says, I'm in my third. This is Brother Hagen at the end of his lifetime. Lester Summerall was 80 years old, and the Lord said to him, now you're entering into ministry. He said, Lord, what have I been doing all these years? Saints, I just know we are entering into a new phase. This is, is this going to be unparalleled. Signs and wonders and miracles. And I've always hesitated to proclaim that because I didn't want it to be of my own self. But this is not of our own self. There is so much out there and we have been completely changed by this. All my years of everything didn't amount to anything. But it was the Lord that raised him up, and life is precious, and we're gonna take it from this day forward, and we, we have just begun to preach the gospel.
4: Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. I know we gotta wrap up. This is one of my this is my second favorite scripture today. Psalm seventy-one, seventeen and eighteen. Oh God, you have taught me from my youth. And to this day, I declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, oh God, do not forsake me, listen, until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. So that's a good word. We need to pray. And uh, would you join us up front here? Would you stretch your hand out? over Pastor Jason and Liz. Father, we thank you. Father, for this living tangible Father demonstration of grace and obedience and Lord your your miraculous wonder working power. Father, we just receive and are so grateful, Father, for the life Pastor Jason and Liz. Father, that they have opened their hearts and says, Lord, here we are, use us. And Father, we thank you that best is yet to come. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that rises up big on the inside of them. Father, we thank you that you guide their steps and you guide our steps, Father. And we thank you that you bless and, Father God, we stand behind them And Father, we we affirm, Father, our support. And Father, we thank you that you lead us in triumph. You lead us into sweetness. You lead us into fruitfulness. Father, you lead us into increase. And we'll be careful, Lord, to give you all the praise and all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Praise God. appreciate you so much. You. Wow. appreciate you so much. Amen. This is the day the Lord Amen. Nice. Amen. I feel like I could run around the auditorium. <laughs> what do you think? I think I I think I will. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, worship team, if you want to just come back up, as we said earlier, we do want to. Yeah, you guys can go down. We do want to uh, collect the generations' uh, commitments. Some of you have already uh, done this, and we appreciate that. Thank you. And we just, as Pastor said, what a great message this morning. As we proclaim it by saying it, by singing it, by sowing it. And by rejoicing. What a good word for us. And so, ushers, if you want to get ready to serve the people, this morning we're making a commitment. Liz and I are making a commitment. We're asking that you make a commitment to partner with this church as we partner to retire this debt to put that behind us because there's so much ahead of us and the greater days are truly yet to come. And we truly see reaching a million souls for Jesus Christ. We were praying on a Wednesday night and I prayed and I asked people just to walk around the sanctuary. There wasn't a lot of people here on that Wednesday night. And we were just touching every chair. And so know that the chair you're sitting in has been touched and has been blessed for you this morning. And every chair that's open is sitting there waiting. Waiting for someone who is far from Him to come to this seat and see the Father's love and see how much He cares for them. When we moved to Erie, there was one thing that we said about this church. And there was a spirit of love. We felt it when we walked through the door 19 years ago. And we feel it today when we walk through the door. And each person that comes through is going to feel God's love in God's presence when they walk through these doors. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank You for every person making a commitment has already made the commitment, every person that sows, even with their ties into this ministry, we're thankful for them. We're thankful, Father, that we can be sowers. We're thankful for the wonderful message that Pastor gave us is that this seed planted now, years from now, it'll be providing things that it didn't even realize it was providing when it went into the ground. So we're excited about the future of this ministry. We're excited about Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're excited for Pastor and Pam and what you have for them. And I'm excited for each and every one of you and what God has in store for your life. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, yes, Lord. It is well with my soul. It is well with your soul. Reminder, next week, please join us for the appreciation lunch right after church because we appreciate this church. Every one of you is a part of this church. Every one of you serves in some capacity with your prayers with what you do maybe physically in the nursery or somewhere else. But every one of you is a part of this church. And we appreciate each and every one of you. And there's a menu in your bulletin. It's going, be, it's going to be a wonderful time together a fellowship and a meeting. So please remember, next week, don't make any other plans but for lunch to stay here with us. If you can, we'd be happy if you could join us. So as we leave, the scripture that God gave me and God gave pastor, The verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And we thank you for that. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. Small group leaders will be up here to pray for you if you have any prayer requests in your life this morning. Thank you for coming.
0: Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast with Pastor James Dumont of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.